back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger. I'm here with my co-host Mike Connolly. Hello. And we're sitting in our new studio in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, spent the past week getting it soundproofed and dampened, and we're uh, we're here now. To be fully honest, I actually did nothing, um, so I'm actually just reaping the benefits of all the work Gray and uh, our friend and studio mate Ryan Lichten uh, put in. So I won't take credit for the amazing work you guys did. It's very cool in here. Uh, so thank you to all our Patreon subscribers who are helping us with this uh, studio. Yeah, thanks a lot. We have some guests coming in next week, and uh, it's going to be a pleasure to record them here. But today it's uh, it's me and Connolly listening to, uh, wow, a record (laughs) I bought ages ago at a record store, a proper record store. I bought it in the 90s in Detroit, certainly. Yeah, this is this is Hydro Kaiden's uh, "The Ferocity of Practical Life" ten inch, and I and I do kind of feel like I, one of, one of the reasons I thought this would be a really cool one to do is because I do kind of feel like this is one of those records that like a lot of people have. Yeah, it just kind of seems like it's in a lot of people's collections. It seems like it was around a lot. Um, I know if they did a thousand copies of it, so that's you know good good run of it. Um, on fourth dimension records out of the UK. So I thought it'd be a kind of a cool one. I, I bet a lot of people have this, maybe they haven't pulled it out for a minute. Um, so I thought this would be a really cool one to cover. And I'm one of those people who hadn't pulled it out <laughs> in a minute. I, yeah. I hadn't listened to this in a while. And, uh, I, I've kind of like listened to a tiny bit of it before we did this, but I went in kind of blind after owning this record for probably 20 years. Yeah. Okay. It came out in 1997. Yep. Uh, like you said on fourth dimension, which is, a Label that's still active today, still putting out stuff, put out uh, a bunch of stuff in the last few years, like very, very active label yeah, still. Yeah. And uh, it is on the 10 inch vinyl format. Cool, which is, I have, I think, one of the best formats for noise. I, I just think it's such a cool size. It's such a cool length of time uh, for a noise record. And this was a wild one. What an wild noise record. So we can't, we can't really talk about Hedra Kaidan without talking about who's in the band because it's a of sort of, you know, Jojo is uh, the the primary member and sometimes joined by Junko most of the time. Really. Well, so, so yeah, so, so Hedra Kaidan, you know, Jojo, um, uh, you know, I've never actually figured out how to pronounce his last name to be fair. Hiroshige? Okay. So I, again, I will always apologize for my horrible pronunciation uh, of names. So Jojo Hiroshi, say, say it again, Greg. Hiroshige. There you go. Oh yeah. He started Hydro in 1979. So absolutely one of the absolute first noise projects. Um, and you know, these guys really came out of the, you know, so, so influenced by the psych and the kraut stuff and, 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 and even early Hydro stuff, there is more, uh, for lack of a better term, musical elements. I mean, Hydro has, a lot of times worked in the, the quote unquote rock band format, guitar, drums, vocals, stuff like that. But it's completely turned on its end and just shredded into oblivion here. Yeah. I think of Hedra as a guitar yeah. noise band. Yeah. Um, yeah. So jo- so Jojo, you know, plays guitar and, and, and of course, uh, you know, Mikawa has been a part of Hydro Kaiden, you know, pretty much, you know, the core of Hydro Kaiden kind of, as we know it in my mind, at least, um, would have to be Jojo, Mikawa and Junko. Um, Junko, uh, first um, appeared on Hydro Kaiden record in 84 on Viva Angel and pretty much consistently 
um, throughout the whole time, along with Makawa and and JoJo, uh, in my mind, are the core but of Hydro Academy. We've got a couple more members here. We absolutely do on this ten inch. Uh, this is a this is a pretty amazing lineup, really. This is a Japanese noise all stars yes. <laughs> lineup here. Yes, because uh, Fumio Kosakai, Makawa's partner in Incapacitance, is on this record, and uh, Masami Akita plays drums on this record. Absolutely. So we got Incapacitance, Mersbau, and Hydro Kaiden. Just sending us into the noise grinder. It's white, hot, hell, scree. Just, I can't tell there's drums on it. I can't <laughs> tell there's voice on it. I kind yeah. of can tell there's electric guitar on it. But it's a it's a layered mess of noise. Yeah, I mean, you know, the drums are smothered and covered and melted into it. So there is a propelling element to it, but you don't, you almost, you can't tell what exactly is happening. Well, it feels like everything's moving all the time. Like there's no piece of this that is not just moving. Something's happening to it. It's in, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's in (laughs) transit. It's like something is being shaken, strummed, smashed, fucking moved around. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is just, it's, this is freedom noise. This is pure noise freedom. And I, you know, I really, I, you know, I think of Makawa, especially, I think of incapacitance that way too. I think of incapacitance as being just this pure noise freedom. There, the, the idea of structure is beyond loose, if it's even there at all. Um, and it's just hit, hit go and you never stop. I was surprised how, especially on the A side, the the sides are just titled Ferocity of Practical Life, part one and part two. Yeah. Which, what an amazing title. Yeah. Great title. And the the first side, part one, is it doesn't do anything other than what it starts out doing. I mean, there's some cool sounds and cool sections, but it stays as this. Both sides, really. But I, at one point, I was like, do, is this going to do anything else? Right. Does it need to do anything else? And right. it really doesn't. It's it, like it nine, doesn't. almost 10 minutes of just fantastic, hellish noise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think I think hellish is kind of the perfect word because it really does feel like an inferno. I mean, it feels like you're dipped into an inferno. Yeah, it's, it's just... The, the title ties for me to sort of like a fear of the mundane and the routine and the, you know, the ferocity of practical life, Absolutely. just sort of like settling into what's comfortable and easiest. And this is just the, the underside of that. The, uh, the David Lynch's blue velvet to that, like, this happy, is, this is, this, uh, is un- this is what's under the chair on the cover of the album. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Which it, also, yeah, the album cover is a grayscale picture of a chair. Yes. And, and <laughs> so and, simple and, and designed by uh, Masahiko Ono, uh, also known as soul mania. And also did the cover of Mersbaugh's Mercurated. So someone who's worked closely with Alchemy Records, of course, Alchemy being Jojo's record label that he uh, started in 
1984. So, um, very cool. Just, just again, throw soul manias in the mix on this. So it's just like, this is, this 10 inch is really a very cool representation of Japanese noise in the nineties. Um, this, this lineup would appear again on, on, uh, the first track on, uh, Hijo Kaiden's noise from trading cards, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if this five piece Hijo Kaiden, this exact one, I don't know exactly how much, um, they played or recorded together, but to me, I mean, you have this, so you have everything. Yeah, this is just great. And the the B-side on this one is, it's somehow thinner. It's still as densely layered, but the sound is a little thinner. There's not maybe as much bass present. It's just still, it hurts. This one's a little more painful. The high yeah. end is like a little harsher. The feedback is a little more. You get some great Junko screams. And then there's this sort of, like tremolo effect that comes on it where it's like starts, but it's almost like a nasal, like dampening kind of like fluttering on it. That makes it really uncomfortable to listen to. It's so strange. It feels like sounds that aren't supposed to be happening that are happening. And it, and it feels, yeah, it's these weird waves. Um, and it's funny cause I listened to it, listening to it at home I wasn't hundred percent sure if it was maybe my copy of the record or if it was maybe my receiver somehow, cause it was making these strange, strange sounds, but no, it's exact same sounds present again today. Um, so it's, it's something you, again, it's in the recording, it's in the playing. I'm, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but again, it doesn't really matter. It's just this swirling, insane noise vortex. And, and the thing with, with this record and this type of noise, that's just this, just absolute, just like, just total blanket of noises. There is a lot of subtlety, but the subtlety compounds on itself to the nth degree until there's, until it's just this, you know, complete mass of noise. Right. You have five people all doing something yeah. separate here and you can hear that they're all doing something yeah. separate, but what, <laughs> like exactly. the end result is just <laughs> yeah. a mess. Yeah. And it's, and it's just so, so, so perfect. And you know, the first track, the, the first side, I really, um, you, you really hear Junko right at the beginning. And in my mind, she was kind of the guiding light through these, this, uh, you know, through this, uh, destroyed noise landscape. And, but, but she doesn't stop. And that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know how she doesn't pass out. I don't know <laughs> how she just, she just goes from, from the beginning and it just never stops. You get also some vocals from the, uh, the incapacitants yes. gentlemen and they're, the male vocals you can hear on this are almost like bara ass for lack so of a better great. term. They're and, like and kind it, of crazy commanding Japanese, like oh, no clue what's going on. It's and I, so it, it's awesome. really cool. And, and you know, if, if you've ever seen Hydro Kaiden or Incapacitance live or, you know, or seen video of it or whatever, you, you really can kind of picture these guys just going nuts. I mean, you, you, you know, you, when I think of, Makawa or Fumio, you know, going that you just, you just picture these two maniacs just going nonstop. Well, one of the first things I saw was that, that performance of them playing live on the mountainside. Oh, <laughs> one of the absolute legend. If, if there's anyone listening to this who has not seen that, absolutely make it uh, a priority to watch. It's incapacitance playing in the morning uh, on a mountainside in Japan. And it's true. And it's that, I believe that's on the fabrication CD as well, but um, you can watch the video. I'm sure you the, can find it somewhere. The video needs to be seen. Oh, it absolutely needs to be seen. So great. And I uh, both got a chance to see Hydro Kaiden a few years ago here in LA. Yeah, the Handbag and it, Factory. And it was the, it was the it was the it was the power trio. Yeah, not far from our uh, 
current studio actually. Yeah. And again, that was a cool show because it did, it, it had gotten moved around. So it was, people weren't a hundred percent sure what was going on with it. And it kind of started with everyone was kind of sitting and watching Hydro Kaiden. But as the set went on, people started getting up and the, and the energy just started building and building. And you could, and these guys, you can just see them feeding off it. And then Jojo's getting in the crowd and Macau is getting in the crowd and Junko's just going nuts. And it, it was a really, really beautiful noise set. I had seen uh, Hedra Kaiden one time before, which was in 2000. Oh, uh, wow. I was in uh, New York for the Octung America Festival and <sighs> had, like, it was like the day, day after, day before. Uh huh. And uh, went to the knitting factory just walking around randomly, and someone had mentioned about a show, and we were nearby. So we went to the knitting factory, and it was the lineup was Hydrokat on Solmania and uh, Miki Sawaguchi with Porbeto Magus. Wow. And that was that was just happening that you coincidentally. Yeah, I was in New York, and that, that was there at oh, the same time. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> wow. So just like walking into, into wow. a, a gig <laughs> that was that nasty. That's incredible. And, you know, only a few years into being into noise or yeah, whatever to, to see get something to see, of that caliber. To get to see this, you know, absolutely incredible. One of the reasons also we're doing... Um, a Hydro Kaiden release um, uh, for this episode is uh, we are going to get the chance to see Junko next week. Well, let's see when this lands, it'll be a couple days. So everybody, uh, you still got a chance. This will be coming out a few days before the show. So get your tickets for the hospital showcase, the boat, the hospital showcase shows at Zebulon because well, not only are you going to get to see Junko on the Friday night, you're going to get to see one of the most referenced projects on our podcast, and that would be Skin Crime on Skin the Thursday. Crime. So, you know, obviously mandatory shows, uh, absolutely not to be missed. Not but, to mention all the other great whoa, bands. Oh, probably, sure, I mean, sure. list everybody here, but good Lord, the lineups are stacked. The lineup's incredible. Um, so yeah, so aside from just the absolute classic, uh, noise artists, you're going to get a lot of great new ones and a lot of non noise, but amazing artists as well. So it is going to be a really, really amazing shows, but Junko, I mean, we're going to get to see Junko and, and when she plays solo, it's literally just her and a mic. I think it's my, I think it's two mics and completely unaffected, no gear, no pedals, just Junko crumbling mountains and draining oceans. And it is going to be amazing. And so it was really cool. That's why we really wanted to talk about, you know, her, you know, her and her band Hydro Kaiden. And yeah, like I said, she started, she started playing with them um, around 83. And then the first thing she's on is Viva Angel in 84 and continue on through then. Um, and she just really brings the, Hydro Kaiden is really just primal noise and she just brings that for lack of a better term that primal scream you know she brings it to this band and it's such she's such a she really is to me you know the symbol of this band and so it's absolutely exciting that we're going to get to see her if you're in LA obviously you're going to be there if you're honestly if you're in the US you really just need to come on out so I think this should come out to a uh, day before those shows Book your ticket. Get on out here. We'll see you there. It's going to be great. <laughs> so I, we can't really talk about Hydro Kaiden uh, without talking about Alchemy Records. Uh, one of the greatest labels of all time. Uh, we'll certainly be talking. We've talked about Alchemy Records in the past. We'll certainly be talking about Alchemy Records in the future. 
Um, were you able to get a lot of stuff back? I know we always kind of reference the the Michigan record stores. Did they carry a lot of the Alchemy stuff, or was that still kind of hard to get? It was hard to get for me. Yeah, some of the like at the time Masana stuff I found. I mean, you've seen those CDs. I, I got all those at around various record stores, um, but I didn't see a lot of other Alchemy stuff. Like, I don't think I got any. Uh, I guess I got Metal Velodrome at a record store, which is yeah. like insane and amazing, yeah. but it was obviously a used copy. Um, I don't, I couldn't find really any of that stuff around, you know, record collector Davin would trade with, with like MSBR with Koji. And so there was a lot of that stuff there. And obviously like a lot of triple R stuff um, at the place that kind of focused on and carried the most noise. But alchemy stuff was hard to come by. I see, I remember it always seeming expensive. Like just being being more expensive to get coming from Japan, and it wasn't really properly distributed in America. Somehow this ten inch was. <laughs> well, I mean, this is on fourth dimension. Yeah, I know, right, right, yeah. So this, yeah, so and maybe that's what it was. You know, I like guess this one's on fourth dimension. Um, yeah, but but you know the the alchemy CDs again. Just there's something so special about those, and they're so. I would I would actually love to see some of the liner notes translated because there's always liner notes in them, but they're all in in Japanese. So it'd be so cool to see some of them. Uh, translated someday um but you know you know jojo i mean you know the king of noise that was you know one of the high joke Haydn records you know and and you know they really got this got the japanese noise stuff out there and treated it you know on cd with the liner notes with the ob strips really treated it like some like something you know as important as it as it it is as it is to us and as it is to a lot of people yeah they're special they're special uh products or records you know pieces pieces of this catalog there's a few I still want, so don't talk about it too highly. Okay, I won't. I, I, I we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep it close. We'll keep it close <laughs> to, to, to our cards. What's cool too about Hydro Kind is, is the, um, you know, since they started in '79, they played with so many different types of bands throughout the years. Like, you know, they did a lot of this, a lot of stuff with, you know, High Rise and Ghost and the kind of PSF side of things. They also played with, you know, Japanese punk bands. They, you know, they, they've recently done stuff with like a Japanese pop band. I think it was in the two thousands or something like that. But you know, they, they did do the classic shows where they destroyed a club and, and urinated on stage and threw garbage everywhere and threw raw fish everywhere. I mean, that's all part of, you know, where Hydro comes from, which I think is such a, again, that kind of goes to my feeling about this kind of what I refer to as noise freedom, you know, just pure freedom, pure destruction uh, and, you know, pure alchemy creating this great, this lasting noise. A couple things on the record itself and the actual pressing of the record. So our research assistant, and I think we can upgrade her to just research assistant as she won't be just doing titles anymore. Fully, fully agreed. Full research <laughs> assistant. Uh, our research assistant was, was looking at the vinyl, was digging into it and she noticed uh, writing on the, on the uh, run out. Uh, so on side A, it says dad's home, dad's home, which is so great. Um, and I kind of think of that as this, the idea of this practical life, this suburban yeah. dad's home from work, you know, like <laughs> dad's, dad's home. home. Also noted that it is cut it at Porky's prime cut, which is a classic UK mastering facility that many, many UK records you'll see. All of them. All of them yeah. <laughs> so many of them. But on side B, we have a dedication and it says for Mrs. Doyle. Yeah. Which I think is so great. And what I believe it is a reference to now, please someone 
someone contact us if, if we're wrong, please correct me. I believe it is a reference to a British sitcom called Father Ted, which was around from 95 to 97. So it would fit in this time frame. And it's a, it's a, it takes place. It's a, a priest on an Island in Ireland. And Mrs. Doyle is the housekeeper. Absolutely hilarious, absurd UK show. Can't recommend it enough, but the idea that it's dedicated to Mrs. Doyle, a housekeeper for a priest in an Island in Ireland, that again, to me ties into this idea of practical life that just the, this mundane life. So I'm going with that it is a dedication to Mrs. Doyle of the television show, Father Ted. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Never seen an episode of Father Ted. Am I going to start watching now? <laughs> there, because you I'm always ready. there you go. <laughs> Who knew? Such a marked difference in Connolly on, on Noise Extra where he's b- literally begging you to correct him if he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to get, you know, like I said, we want to get it right. We want to really lay down the history of, of noise, you know. So, yeah, for sure we got, you know, 1983, Junko starts performing with Hajo Kaiden. You know, that's absolutely an important note uh, in the history of noise. So, And speaking of important notes... Our last episode was Richard Ramirez Memorial on Praxis Dr. Behrman. And uh, Richard was nice enough to comment on our our post of that and write, uh, the album was recorded around 3 or 4 a.m. in a garage at a friend's house from what I remember. The sample in How to Direct Your Anger was used because Kevin was a huge fan of talk radio slash phone-in personal drama radio shows. I thought it fit. Some of the crashing sounds were an old late 70s stereo turntable I had that made this insane almost metal sound when playing with and snapping the turntable plate. Ah. So just a little cool insight from Richard on a, on a record we talked about. I thought that was really nice that he wrote us and just kind of, you know, we, we speculated on some stuff and he gave more info. And I think that's really cool. Thank I, you, Richard. Thank you very much, Richard. That was very cool. And again, you know, please, anyone who's directly involved in these things, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear what you have to say about the record. You can actually about. write either of us, uh, gray at noiseextra.com or mike at noiseextra.com and get straight to us. Uh, if it's a correction for Mike, by all means, send it to Mike. <laughs> but I also kind of love that that I did. I had this feeling of him in a, you know, kind of in a room, uh, you know, in a room in the middle of the room by himself. And so I kind of like the idea that it was at around four in the morning in a garage. Uh, I, I am pretty psyched that I did. <laughs> you guessed correctly. Yeah. I think I guessed somewhat. We got correctly. the vibe. Yeah. Got the vibe. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for that. So 1987 marked what would be the main trio of Hajo Kaiden, really, you know, being the core of Jojo, Junko, and, and Makawa. That's really when from 87 on they were kind of the consistent uh members of Hajo Kaiden. Also, we should definitely note the meaning of the band name Hijo Kaiden. Oh yeah. What does the, it mean, Gray? The <laughs> I mean, our research assistant found out, but you know, but I think we know what it means. Yeah. I mean, you just, it's emergency stairs. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a That's, great, yeah. great thing. And it came out of another band. So Jojo before Hijo Kaiden was in a band called Rasenkaiden, which means spiral staircase. So when he started doing what became Hydrokaiden, he said, is this in spiral stairs? This is emergency stairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so I think that's such a great uh a great way that it that it began. Jojo has stated that 
his a big influence for Hydrokaiden was LAFMS and and particularly Airway, um, which which I think is a really cool you know little note there. Obviously, we're gonna have to dig into some of those guys soon too. Oh yeah, like I think I think I know a couple. Yeah, um, but yeah, but you know, it really came out of that kind of seventies variance, very influenced by Kraut, very influenced by Prague jazz. Jazz Obviously. very much influenced by jazz, and you can really hear that on some early, early Hydro uh, Hydro albums. But I mean, you know, they were there; they were there from the very, very beginning, and certainly, just a huge, huge uh, part of the world of noise. They fall like directly in the spectrum of kind of the era we want to talk about, which is starting around '79 and just yeah. charting noise. And that, that's a band that's still active today, so you can buy a new Hydro CD. But I like this idea of this 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 noise, this freedom noise, this pure wild noise, because a lot of the you know a lot of things we listen to aren't necessarily they're 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 maybe more composed or maybe more um, you know cut up, yeah, or ambient or coming a little bit from the more post industrial world, mm. and this is this is pure noise. And something like hydrokinin or incapacitance to me brings that just pure noise vitality when that's what you want there's nothing better than cranking this 10 inch you're just in it man it's it's amazing you've been listening to noise extra i'm gray holger here with my good friend mike Connolly. noise extra is brought to you by chondritic sound home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon subscribers. Thanks so much. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra. Find us on Instagram at noise extra or on the web at noiseextra.com. One E in all of those. We're also on Twitter at noise extra, but with three A's. Thank you for listening to us and to noise. <laughs>